Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we have a special guest. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about this fantastic movie. (laughs) My name is Melissa. I am a poet and a novelist and screenwriter. And I live in Brooklyn. I have a cat named Frank. Uh, That's it. (laughs) So many. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm important. A busy lady. (laughs) A busy lady. Yes. Yes. And so this week (laughs) we brought in Melissa to discuss 2002's Made in Manhattan Directed by Wayne Wang, who also directed a beautiful, beautiful rom-com, Last Holiday, love it, great movie, perfect, no notes. Also, The Joy Luck Club, (laughs) I feel the same way, perfect, no notes. Oh, wow. And many, many other films, like probably more critically acclaimed films. (laughs) He's... Yeah, he's got a bunch of movies that are on Criterion right now, but it's like his like fancy artsier ones here. Yeah, Wayne, <laughs> Wayne's a busy man. He's been doing a lot of good work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in rom-com territory here. And the script was written by Kevin Wade and John Hughes. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't realize John Hughes was one of the people who wrote on this. That's interesting. I mean, John Hughes, legend, you know, really needs no introduction, but Kevin Wade also wrote Meet Joe Black and Working Girl. Oh, wow. So we've got a, (laughs) yeah, the pedigree on this is is pretty, it's pretty impressive. I mean, so it was written in stone that this was going to be iconic of sorts, right? Like the the DNA, it was in the DNA. It was, it was, yeah, this was... Yeah, John Hughes kept on, I think the last screenplay John Hughes wrote was like Drill Bit Taylor. So he kept on writing scripts until until his death in the 2000s. So an icon, a king. We've already covered, I think we we covered Weird Science. I remember because Bronwyn <laughs> didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the few episodes where I feel like we had such opposite perspectives. Like sometimes we'll disagree on an element, but I was like, I hated this so much. And you were like, I, I love weird science. <laughs> it's true. But I, but every person that I've ever showed weird science does not like weird science. And it hurts me every single time. Is that when those nerds like bring back, uh, like bring a woman to life, their imagination? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I showed it. I showed it to Bear, and he didn't like it either. <laughs> I love that. Like no one likes it that you show it to, but you keep doing it. Like you're like, okay, I'll show another person, and then they don't like it also, and you're like, damn, I'm hurt. <laughs> I really do. I get really, I get really hurt. I love that movie so much. But Made in Manhattan I, was a movie that I'd actually never seen before, so this was like my first time watching it, and it's, I mean. We've got Jennifer Lopez, Rafe Fiennes, the late, great Natasha Richardson, rest mm. in peace, queen, Stanley Tucci, Francis Conroy, Amy yeah. Sedaris, like, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> it's a ridiculous cast. 
honestly. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like stacked through and through. There's really no filler here. I, I'm surprised that this was your first time seeing this. I would be so curious what what it was like to watch this versus what you imagined it would be like. Was it did it match your expectations or was it better or was it not as good in certain ways or Yeah, what'd you think? It was more bearable than I thought it was gonna be. Like I yeah. thought it was I had always avoided it because I was like, oh, this is going to be a thing where she just like really wants this white man. And it's like this like, <laughs> Cinderella story. Yeah. And I'm going to hate it. I'm going to be so irritated. And like, even though it's advertised that way, and there are some scenes where it seems like it's that, it's, it's also really clear that she does not need <laughs> this man. She wants this man, mm. but she does not need this man, which makes it way easier for me to watch than I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah, I was surprised at how much I, I've, I've seen it before. And I was like, this is going to be so cringe this time. But I was like, oh, this is like, kind of enjoyable. It, it's like, a, it, they like tried hard when they wrote it, I feel like. <laughs> Even though there's like cringe moments. But yeah. One of the great things about it is that it's a New York movie that actually seems like it takes place in New York which right. always gets points for me where it's like, yes, mm. this, this city, this makes sense. Like the relationship, J, J Lo has a son who is, his, his name is also looking, Tyler. I was looking at a picture of him and I was thinking that he was like pretty and like somehow it just, <laughs> he's, he's pretty. He's beautiful. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He is. She has a son played mm. by little teen wolf and little teen wolf is, an interesting little guy just walking around listening to the Nixon tapes. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel talking <laughs> talking about the Nixon tapes. <laughs> I love him. Like I rem of course I remembered his character from the first time I saw it a long time ago, but rewatching, I yeah. was like, he is killing it. This is a child actor who knows what he's doing. Because I think that's one of the elements I often find cringe rewatching things is not that I'm judging a child so much, but when the writing feels like they just rely on the cuteness of a kid and they don't really actually have them be an yeah. interesting character. I feel like he's a little weirdo in a way that adds to the movie. Yeah, I feel like that's and I feel like that's very much the John Hughes of it. I was like looking for the John Hughes. It's like we got the <laughs> we got the class differences. That's that's big John Hughes. And then we got this adorable kid very that's that's like all the john hughes that is it. the rest of it i feel like is very wayne wang where he's a really interesting director where he'll take these kind of like outlandish stories and really ground them. like this feels more grounded than i thought it would be especially considering what it is and there are so many parts like like amy sedaris playing the racist yeah. rich white woman where it's like she could be so much worse yeah. than she is she's just mostly annoying oh yeah amy sedaris i mean she's in full character mode right she's like she's delivering she, <laughs> she stole the scene yeah yeah i think it's interesting yeah i don't, I don't know if it's because it's like 2002 but like yeah like little tyler's like a little republican and then the love interest is also like this Republican and they keep being like, are you a Republican or a Democrat? What's the difference? And uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, is this weird or they're just like, they're working with the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, JLo 
J-Lo plays this maid. Uh, Ray Fiennes is this Republican politician that's staying in the hotel that she works at. And they fall in love. She does. She falls in <laughs> love with the Republican. And actually, while I was watching it, I was thinking, like, she's going to become a Republican. Like, <laughs> like they get together. She's going to be a Republican. You can tell, especially by the end, she's like... She is like very boot- with her hairstyle. Yes, her hairstyle does it. Also, the like very bootstraps yeah. energy <laughs> at the end of this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, a lot of like rise up. Oh yeah, it's very much yeah. like I saw what I wanted and I got it. Right. I didn't limit yeah. myself like others would limit themselves versus yeah. like the world would limit <laughs> or institutions. Yeah wild (laughs) and you can also see that in her relationship with her mom too the conversations with her and her mom is just like i'm from a family of immigrants truly cannot imagine just rolling up on my mom and just being like i dreamed bigger than you and you were trying to limit my it's just like it's just that's how you get smacked in the mouth i truly don't like, what a nice mom. He's just, like, slamming that bathroom door in her face and be right. like, yeah, I would not. Yeah, that's all you have to that do. That generation, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, how does the other half live? <laughs> She's, like, the same age as my grandmother yeah. at that time. So I just kept on thinking, like, I don't know, man. You could just sit your mom down and be like, you see, there are more opportunities for us now in just a much yeah. nicer way <laughs> but you can kind of <laughs> tell that this is written by white people it's just like yeah it's like oh yeah also the idea that like latina women also like roll up on their parents the same way that like just like regular recipe white women do is like insane I love that. The Betty Crocker white. <laughs> oh my god i you know i feel like i was watching this and i was like there's been this like j-lo like code or something like whenever she's in a movie where she I think is always trying to like track back to that like moment in Selena where the woman assumes that she's like stealing the beautiful like designer store but in fact she isn't stealing and it's just this like you know yeah you know who I was moment but now you do and you like see the same like energy in, in Made in Manhattan like the whole movie she's just like doing zingers of like you thought I was something, but actually I'm more. And like, I'm like, she's like super, super articulate, but also like, she's from the Bronx. <laughs> so like, you can't fuck with her. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting watching this after watching Marry Me, where the whole yeah. thing is like, she's rich and she's very glamorous and everybody <laughs> knows it because for so long, her whole thing was, I'm from the block. Don't you remember? I'm I'm from. Do you remember me from the block? <laughs> she's like, I think. She's like, I think you've heard my name. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar. And then in Marry Me, they're like, she had such a tough upbringing, but they like never say what it is. <laughs> single dad. Yeah. They said that she was like, I think she was like raised by a single yeah parent, and he and, and he like yeah <laughs> he like, died. <laughs> I Which like- I guess is why she like falls in love with like a single dad. Oh, <laughs> in that okay. movie. there were no stakes in that movie, like at all. <laughs> the stakes were like, will she no. go to Mathalons for the rest of her life or not? <laughs> like, 
which what will happen yeah <laughs> will she go to mathalons and will uh, owen wilson go to pr events and awkwardly stand there in that one shirt he wears or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I- <laughs> That man really does just have like yeah. one shirt. I felt like Marry Me couldn't decide what they wanted to do with JLo because on one hand they mentioned, oh yeah, she was raised by a single dad and like she's like this amazing kind of success story, but then they never really said anything else about her childhood. Yeah. And the rest of the movie was just pointing out that she doesn't know how to do things without a team and she needs to learn how to be down to earth. And I was like, you gotta right. pick one. Like, you know, like you can't, you can't like play up this whole like rags to riches thing. And then also say that she doesn't know how to use a blender. (laughs) (laughs) She did not know. (laughs) She, but she figured it out. She She doesn't know how to use a blender. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So (laughs) back in 2002, she was a maid though. She was. And her baby daddy wasn't around in in the film. He you like hear him like on the phone, I think, but you never actually see him. And it's one of those things where like similar to Marry Me, where it's like the kid has something that he has to do on stage and he's got stage fright. What is this? We love a rom com <laughs> with a kid with stage fright. The paperclip, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. What is that? That is funny. Well, you see, you see, Melissa, love. This is bravery. <laughs> I always say that about love. Just like standing oh on stage. <laughs> like, wow. What? That's like a really something. <laughs> yeah. Last, Do you what, hear that? The guy in the last... background? <laughs> Definitely last night when I did my show, what I was thinking was, this is just like falling in love. (laughs) You're like, oh my God, I hope that spiritually you had a paper sign that was like proposing to Owen Wilson and that was what carried you through. That was what really powered your set. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what everyone needs. Again, for a second time. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you had a paper clip stabbing you in the hand. To remind you yeah. to stay alert. Um, and, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> JLo definitely becomes a Republican. And it is, I do agree. I do feel like this is a very early thousands move because yeah. it's not that there's not movies that overtly say Republican or Democrat now, but I feel like it happened a lot more then is there would be these bits of like, oh, are they a Republican? Are, are they a Democrat? And now like everything's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worse and it's the same depending on how you look at it. But I feel like movies just don't even want to name that. And yeah. then they were like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like, like, it's supposed to be this kind of unifying right. thing. And I feel like the movies that are trying to do that now, that are trying to do the quote unity, they don't name the politician, like the actual politics. They just kind of show it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I feel like even like in new girl you see like they schmidt is the like lovable republican and like being a republican was just like a quirk it was just like oh you don't want to pay your taxes yeah exactly (laughs) and not like oh you 
Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, you're like storming the Capitol. Yeah. I remember I was trying to figure out, because they do like a campaign episode on New Girl, and I was like, okay, well, if he's not, they're not going to have him vote for Trump, so who was it? And it was that guy who did the, who did the, where he's working where, out. Like, he was like yeah. working out and had like the weird, had, <laughs> had like the big Harry widow. Johnson? That no, guy. creepier. No, no. It Paul, was like, Paul he Ryan was like young. Yeah, Paul Ryan. That was that was it. Schmidt. Yeah, no, that's incredibly Ryan Ryan. That yeah. really makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this movie, she's a maid. Her son's having this issue with public speaking. She wants to get a managerial mm-hmm. position, and she might get it. She's got like a sassy friend who, like I checked, hasn't been in any other movies. I feel like she was like actually like a maid. Her friend. <laughs> this woman was just. This one is really just so authentic. I was just like, she has to be in other things. No, this is the one movie that she's been in. She was great. I loved her. Oh, yeah, she was fantastic. Oh, my God, Steph. She was great. Wow. I wonder if she really she was. was maybe. Movie. They were just like, we we need something authentic. Oh, wait, Marissa Matrone. She was also in Soprano. Oh, okay, so she's a TV totally actress. Got it. Yeah. 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 She should have been in more movies. Oh, wait, wait, who is she in The Sopranos? I don't, okay, so confession, I've never seen The Sopranos. Okay, wow. <laughs> I, we need to really need to stop the podcast right now. Whoa. that's okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm really sorry to everyone. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm, I'll try to do better in the future. I'm listening and learning. <laughs> I'm only on season two, so don't worry about it. Although I will say that I'm kind of grandfathered in because I grew up watching it with my mom because my mom was one of those moms that was like, I'm not watching any kid shit. Like, I'm watching what I'm watching. I'm watching The Sopranos. That's what you're watching. I'm watching Sex and the City. That's what you're watching. (laughs) So I grew up watching those shows because it was just like, if I wanted to spend time with her, we were watching Oz, I guess. Oh my God. I love it. That's great. It sets a lot of groundwork, (laughs) right? Yeah, so like I so I have like <laughs> memories of the Sopranos, but I have to watching it as an adult, I'm like trying to figure out like, okay, this is where that memory came from. That totally makes sense. You're like having all these Whoa. kind of uh, core memories be brought yeah. up. You're mm-hmm. connecting all the little dots. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I love how we keep on getting like, away. Wait, from- that was I know, a- I feel like <laughs> we keep getting, getting away, away from-, from this movie. We keep we're like this <laughs> from Made in Manhattan. <laughs> from Made in Manhattan. Uh, so some of my memories are actually Made in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Since we're talking about Some, it. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about your core <laughs> memories of Made of Manhattan. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I don't remember. I was the big joke. Like, oh. well, I was like, I, I remember watching was this like, movie oh, as okay, a child. Cool. What do you remember? I was like, <laughs> uh, like, some of my oh, no, <laughs> I just, like, believe that, like... I like for some reason believe that like my mom was a maid and I was Tyler Posey and we lived in New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean that I all mean, sounds that all sounds like it could be real. Yeah, Tyler Posey. I just yeah, I'm imagining yeah. like you listening to the Nixon tapes as like a nine year old and just being like, yes, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like this guy, you know, he actually made a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, um, constantly talking about Nixon, this child. Just we love a child constantly I know. talking that about that kid's Nixon. whole personality was like, I like Nixon. Although he did at one point when yeah. he was talking to Voldemort, he was like, 
Nixon lied. So I feel like he was a skeptic because he, he did <laughs> he, call out Nixon's lies. So I felt, so right. when he asked if he was a Republican or Democrat, I was kind of like, is this kid trying to decide which he is? Uh, you know, he's a smart kid. He's trying to figure out like all the facts so that he can make an informed political decision. And considering that his mom is 100% a Republican by the end of this, <laughs> I'd like to think that he becomes like rebellious and is like, no, actually, after much study, I am a he joins yes. GSA. <laughs> and then, then that's the conflict made in Manhattan, too. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. I would love that. My my son is part of Rose Twitter. Ooh, oh my god, yeah. He's like constantly kicked off social media. He wow, and the Rose can be part of it. Oh Rose yeah, somehow. yeah. There's like because yeah. it, it's like maybe he goes in disguise. He's like I'm a DSA maybe, guy. Oh my god, what if he falls in love with like a Republican shit. girl? And then, and then he falls in love. with <laughs> Exactly. Oh my god, and the moral of it is that you can't. We're writing, we're writing it. It will lead you astray from your values. It will, it's true. Whoa, yeah. (laughs) Wow. So, so like, so JLo's friend, who, like, of course is white, is like, yeah, what if we just like go into this lady's. Go into this lady's hotel room and just like try on some of her clothes, you know, YOLO. And so yeah. JLo is J-Lo. So JLo is trying yeah. on these clothes, and then suddenly Rafe Vines shows up and thinks that she's Natasha Richardson, who we'll get to in a second. And so they end up going on this uh. like they end up like going on this date with her son, and it's cute, and they're like walking in the park and she's wearing this beautiful peacoat like that peacoat is a character she gets a tabloid stuck to her butt and it's just like and that's like there's like a few jokes about j-lo's i mean it's a great butt i was definitely looking at it and this was the time period where like her butt was becoming a brand yeah you know what i mean like it was like you know how they were like four Years where that was right. like that was her whole thing. Was really she with Ben Affleck? I think this was like right before Benifer. Like it because like I remember they made they made G they made Julie like- the year after. So I don't know. It's ah. like because she went from Diddy to Ben Affleck. So it's so it's hard to know like who, which one okay, she yeah. was with at this time, Diddy or Ben Affleck. Okay. I love that because Diddy and Ben yeah. Affleck are so different. So it's it's hilarious to be like, which one? Like, to not know. It's which like such so a different, different moment. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, because the, the, the vibe shift happens with Ben Affleck. Like, suddenly, like, mm. he's got his, <laughs> oh, he's got his, yes. he's got his hand <laughs> on her. I remember seeing so many, like, like, pictures of them being on the boat and Ben Affleck having his hand on her ass. And just like them, like zooming in, like right. on his hands. They're like, look at that. It's like that you've out. never seen, yeah. never seen like a butt before. <laughs> people, that's how people were acting. Like they had never no. seen a butt in their lives. <laughs> this was an introduction to butts. It was, yeah, it was an it, butts one hundred and one. <laughs> right. That. I had never seen one before. Yeah, this was yeah. my first uh, experience. And then I realized everyone has one and I was like this is a game changer for my life. Wild. wild. It's wild. 
Right. And thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. She, she yeah. Did, for telling us. She's done important work culturally, and this is one of it. Do you think they'll be in a rom-com again? I think I think Ben and Jen should do a rom-com. I mean, if they're going to do something, because I mean, they did. I mean, Julie was a big disaster, but they also did Jersey Girl, which Jersey Girl is funny because, and we'll probably do it on the podcast at some point. It's like, he like j-lo is like the love of his oh, life dies. and then she dies yeah. and then he ends up with i believe it's Liv tyler and but he's got like his little like he's got his daughter with j-lo so he's got this little latina daughter and then he's like dating Liv tyler in Jersey <laughs> incredible it, oh i love it I don't know. I mean, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that they're happy. I do think that it's interesting that it was like he spent like the pandemic with Ana de Armas and then they break up and then he's just like back with J-Lo. <laughs> like what happened with Ana? That's the story that I right. want to know. Because they were getting me Dunkin' Donuts every morning. They were walking their dogs. What was going on? Did they and, did they break up in and a Dunkin' Donuts? And he was making Donuts? her laugh and laugh every photo. She was laughing. Yeah, she was laughing. She was having maybe. a great time. Maybe, maybe yeah, she, she was. She couldn't stop. Maybe he figured out that she <laughs> is a baby and he is an old man. Yeah, and he was like. Mm. my theory is that <laughs> she just wanted to try every flavor of dunkin donuts and once he bought her all of those she's like all right my time here is done i've had the dunkin she's like, i've had enough <laughs> they still have that yeah. they have still have that erotic thriller coming out Anna de armas and um, ben affleck they were working on an erotic thriller together that's how they got together and now it's gonna it's Ooh, premiering on hulu you haven't hot. seen the trailer since it's I I need that. They have a conversation while she's giving him a hand job in the trailer, and it's it's I mean it's quite something. Nothing sounds hotter than that. Nothing like a hand job scene to really get the eroticism going. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah, is there also dry humping? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a heart to heart. Yeah. They're just like they're just like sitting out. They're just like talking about their relationship, and then suddenly like. Ben starts making these faces, and then you realize, oh my god, she's touching his dick right now. I hope, I hope she gets the bad one, and then he's like, ow, actually, that Holy burns. Fuck. Like, that'd be an amazing end to that scene. Oh, Jesus. I mean, it's from the director of Unfaithful. Oh, wow. And you know how the people loved Unfaithful? I do. I didn't, but I did love the snow globe. I love mm. the snow globe, too. <laughs> the, it was a great, it was a the great. Snow, the snow, okay. Melissa, have you seen Unfaithful? No. You haven't? Oh my god. Is that with Michael Keaton? No, no. Unfaithful is like, it's like Diane Lane and Richard Gere. And then Diane Lane cheats on Richard Gere with Olivier Martinez. And then when Richard Gere finds out, he takes a snow globe and like busts Olivier in the head with it. (laughs) (gasps) What? Okay. Spoilers spoilers for a 20-year-old movie. You get busted in the head with a snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) Olivier Martinez. Oh, my God. Yeah, Olivier Um, Martinez, uh, um, ex-Mr. Halle Berry. He was with Halle Berry for a while. That was the last time I cared about him. Oh, yeah, right. And it's hard to follow that. How do you not be with Halle Berry and then still be relevant? That's a lot of work. It's like, yeah, if Halle Berry's breaking up with you, then right. that means that you no longer matter. Like, we don't need to know what you're doing. Exactly. Right. Man, I'm sure that there are listeners that want to know what this movie is about. <laughs> <laughs> 
right yeah, I'm sure yeah, they yeah. Do. there's just there's so much in the jennifer lopez universe that you know <laughs> she tries on an outfit yeah. and in a rom-com you put on an outfit and and things start to and happen things yeah someone sees you in an outfit and so much just goes from there just like a yeah. white outfit yeah she wears a lot of white in this and it i mean she looks she looks great in white so yeah. i love it but yeah she's in She's in this like stunning white outfit. Later, she's in this stunning white dress. That that is what made me think that it was like a Cinderella mm. story kind of thing, just like based on that. Photos oh, it definitely dress. Yeah, but like, so he thinks that she's Natasha Richardson, who once again rest in peace, Queen. I love Natasha mm. Richardson. She's really the only person that I ever wanted to play Princess Di. She was very very talented. Oh, she's in. Yeah. She's great in the Parent Trap, like. What a mm. what a classic! Oh yeah, I mean she knocks it out of the water. Yeah, and I mean she's so beautiful. She looks like she smells amazing. She she's so gorgeous. Like it's like usually when a white woman like looks like wealth, kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow does. I'm like I don't I don't like that. You look like you look like you were born like on a riding horse. I don't like that. Yeah, but with Natasha Richardson, <laughs> just like she looks like wealth, but she also looks like she can hang. Like I feel like Natasha Richardson smoked a blunt right. or two. She'd hang. She'd buy a round for everyone. She would. She'd buy a round for the whole bar. She'd... And for the yeah. most part, she's like a nice rich lady. By the end, you know, class class really gets into, melts her brain. But for most of it, she's just like nice. She actually treats like Jennifer Lopez like a person, wants to know who she is. Her, She's trying her mm. best. But with yeah, her, but like... with her, yeah. But with her friend <laughs> Amy Sedaris, it's hard. Yeah, I feel like Natasha Richardson, one of the things that makes her so good at playing these rich characters is that she was born into wealth. And so she, like, I feel like she's lambasting people she knew, but she also can play them with a full, like, three-dimensional approach. So, like, she'll play these kind of cartoony characters, but it's not, like, an annoying caricature, but it's also not, like, trying to hide the flaws. And I feel like that's one of her strengths. Mm. And, I mean, the whole reason that J-Lo ends up wearing the outfit is because Natasha Richardson keeps asking Jayla to do favors. She's like, Hey, can you run to the department store and like exchange this for me? And then she like hands JLo a bill and yeah. JLo's like in the right. middle of her shift. So it's kind of on that line where on one hand, Natasha Richardson is paying JLo for that extra work, but she is definitely entitled because she is just like a rich oh. person who's like, obviously you can just go do this for me, even though you're in the middle of being a maid. Obviously, and when, right. Yeah. And when Jayla right. wears the outfit, it's actually she's supposed to return it for Natasha Richardson. And then her coworker's like, oh, fuck it. She doesn't even want it. You should just wear it. Which is so fine. That, yeah. It's like if it's right. if it's not even an outfit that you want. Like it was like it's so weird because like, I mean, part of it, she kind of couches it in like, I can tell that you have good taste. And it's like, okay, oh, well yeah. then, if you can tell that Jennifer has good taste and you don't want this outfit, you should just let her give have her the this. outfit. Just give her the outfit. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> right. And I mean, I think part of it is that she was dumped recently by whatever rich man that she was with, and we don't know who it is, and we never really see him. The Eric. But yeah. she... Right. So she's, like, heartbroken, and so she wants to show up her ex by, like, by like nabbing Ray Fines, and Ray Fines really isn't interested. And so like it's kind of like in the end she she gets like she gets villainous. I mean in the end she's responsible for J Lo losing her job, but it's but it's like it's because she's like 
salty that J-Lo is getting the man that she doesn't even really want anyway. Right. <laughs> it's just right. like, girl, you were, she's just <laughs> down bad. Oh yeah, like she's fully in breakup mode. She's awesome the sauce. Some of my favorite moments are yeah. when like she's like doing yoga with Amy Sedaris in the room, obviously going through it. They have like a guided meditation on, <laughs> like, like it's all, and she's just like talking it's about just, like, her relationship. Screaming. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like she's doing the most heightened rich person version of like going through a breakup, and I do love that because <laughs> like she is, you know, she's in a bad place. Like she's she's not doing well. Yeah, and I mean it doesn't she, help. Right. She's yeah, she's this- she's chaotic. Yeah, and her friend is like not <laughs> super helpful. She needs better friends. Like if I like I'm not a rich person, but if I was and I ran into somebody like J Lo, I'd be like, when do you get off work? Can I buy you a drink? Like <laughs> I would I just can't imagine not right. wanting to be friends with J Lo. Like and it's clear that she kind of does. <laughs> yeah, like she- she's not really sure how to broach it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe ray fines never showed up it would be like their friendship story yeah i i think i think it totally would have been yeah. I, I feel like part of the reason why we keep on getting off track is because there's really nothing like in terms of the romance itself there's really nothing there these are two people that should not be together and it's weird yeah yeah, I feel like we all know like why he loves J Lo and like She's so real. She's so real, she's so beautiful, and she's this mother and just like he truly she truly is like someone he's never met before. And then this guy, he's like what I don't know what like the appeal is. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I feel like it's just like status. And I'm like, if he was just like a bellhop, what would you think, J Lo? But anyway, yeah. So the romance, I think the movie is just like a, a like a vessel to fall in love with J-Lo and not fall in love with Rafe Voldemort. Yeah, like, I feel like... Are you keep on I feel like... I, I call him Voldemort. I call him Voldemort I, don't know how to say his name. I feel like I mess up his name. So <laughs> it's like easier to call him yeah. Voldemort. Um, his name Fiennes. is Rafe Fiennes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's Rafe Fiennes. It's, it's pronounced Ray not Fiennes. the way that it is spelled at all. Yeah, which really trips <laughs> yeah. me up. Yeah, Rafe Fiennes. I feel like the appeal of yeah. him is he really does connect with Ty so well. Like that's how he meets JLo is him and Ty Ooh, connect yeah. in the he's elevator. Daddy. Yeah. And Ty, like he asked Ty mm-hmm. what he's listening to. And then he's like, of course, Ty's like listening to Simon and Garfunkel. And so they're talking about that. And then they're talking about politics and Ty's like, I know who you are. Like, I know you're running for office. And he's like this little baby wonk. And I feel like yeah. one of the, and, and J-Lo's like not even checking for him, but Ty's like, can we go walk his dog? And she's like, uh, I guess. And then Ray's like, oh, wow, you're like gorgeous. Okay. And so I feel like it's totally, oh. <laughs> it's the child is Cupid in my opinion. It's like, he's the one who, he's True. the one who has the meet cute. Like Ty has the meet cute with Ray. And then Ty wow. orchestrates oh, the first true, day. Father and son. Yeah, and then Ray wow. is like, Ray, and, and you know, in the movie, Ty's actual dad misses his uh, school events and is constantly bailing, and that's this really hard theme where Jayla doesn't really know what to say because she can't, you know, she can't lie. She can't cover up the fact that Ty's dad obviously doesn't care as much as maybe he pretends to, but, you know, she can only do what she can do, and so Ray comes in, and Ty's like, oh my god, I love this guy. 
<laughs> and he's like immediately trying Aww. to match make his mom. Like he's very much like, are you gonna hang out with me? Because he just wants a father. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. Like yeah, I well, know even that like Taylor's lying. Like he knows and he doesn't care. Which I feel like in most of these movies, the kid yeah. doesn't know about the lie. But in this one, he's like, just keep lying. Who no. cares, mom? <laughs> right. <laughs> Also, like, it's so cool that it truly is, like, a romance between Ty and and Rafe, Rafe Fiennes because, like, there's the equivalent of, like, the running through the airport scene where, like, Ty shows up at his at his press conference and he's like, I have a question. <laughs> and he's like, what if people make mistakes? <laughs> and then he, like, quotes some, like, politician and he's like, people who make mistakes, like, you have to forgive them. And it's like that's a really romantic scene or it's just like very like i i need to get my dad right now yeah no literally yeah it's like, it's really... it's like ty it's like ty is running through the airport for his love but he's like arriving at a press event for his politician exactly stepdad it's... <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this movie is so weird actually now that i think about it because it, it's like it's got like rom-com trappings like the makeover the working class woman and everything oh, but it's yeah. really but Her like friends. the contents of the yeah. conversation are so like political yeah and we got it's Stanley just, it's very, it was kind of like in hollow everything. yeah yeah Stanley Tucci just like complaining the entire time just hanging out with that dog <laughs> <laughs> he was great I wanted Stanley Tucci and jennifer lopez's friend to fall in love steph or something i don't know also oh, like yeah i i wanted more yeah. scenes with like with like the i i loved all the scenes where she's just like talking to her co-workers and they just like like it's just so oh, cute yeah. I, and i loved the other yeah. days yeah yeah and when she's talking to bob hoskins who's the butler and he's like yeah. having like he's like sick and he's going through stuff and she looks out for him and he looks out for her and it's just like yeah oh uh, it's so beautiful like when she loses her job because she gets in trouble for wearing the clothes that this woman <laughs> didn't want in the first place like I'm, I'm less upset about her losing her job and more upset that like she can't hang out with like her besties yeah. anymore and then like as soon as she quits bob hoskins quits too it's just like oh yes both of us best solidarity like, not, you know, yeah <laughs> solidarity <laughs> and then in the end when she like gets on where she like because she just she wants to manage a hotel and in the end she you know she gets her man she gets to manage the hotel and then there's like a bunch of like i love the 2000s like magazine covers like here's how everything change I mean, right like she's still Ooh. with him but then there's like, yeah but then there's a cover of like her co-workers and they're just like yes she's got this whole team and it's like yeah she came up and she brought her girls with her so i do Aww. have to applaud her for that that's like that's probably like yeah, her last bit like, of class solidarity beautiful. before she starts right. voting republican oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. like the co-worker relationships are so sweet and bob hoskins is like the ultimate like wingman like i've got you because like there's this one scene where uh natasha richardson so ray finds invites he thinks j-lo to lunch but of course he sends it to natasha richardson's room so natasha richardson shows up and she's met him before because they're both rich and they were like at some event a long time ago so she's like oh my god okay so yeah. she shows up and and he's all like confused because he's like wait you're not j-lo 
And, and he's, but he doesn't really know what to say because everybody else is like, yeah, this is Natasha Richardson. You know, this is the lady. Her name's Carolyn in the movie. And then of course, JLo is assigned to serve lunch with Bob Hoskins. And JLo's like, oh shit, he can't mm. see me because like, he thinks that he was meeting with me and yeah. it's not me. And it's one of those like big shenanigans scenes. And Bob Hoskins is great because he kind of figures it out really quickly. Like Ray finds, pulls Bob aside and is like, okay, this isn't the woman I thought. I asked you to invite, you know, Carolyn, but this is not her. And he's like describing the woman and Bob Hoskins realizes, oh shit, that's JLo. And JLo's like in the back, like preparing everything. So Bob just like covers it for her. He's like, I'll carry this out. I'll pour the water. And I'm like, like, what a mensch. I love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he was like I gotta I gotta like take care of my girl and she's making this like beautiful she's like really good at being a maid <laughs> like her talent is like hospitality. oh yeah I like oh, how much she talked about how like hospitality is like an art art like that was cool yeah absolutely yeah I like I like that she's passionate yeah. and she knows what she wants to do and she already has the skills and it's not just like, oh, I'm going to be with this rich guy and then I won't have to do work or like, I don't, I, I don't know who I am. It's like, right. no, I know who I am. I just want to get to the next step. I love when mm. Bob Hoskins says, you know, like, remember, we serve them, but we are not their servants. And I, and I love right. that because it's just like, it's like you, it's like the idea is like, you're privileged to get this service from these people like like right. it's it's a, it's your pleasure <laughs> you know yeah I, I love that scene I love that moment I felt like that was one of the best moments I've seen in a rom-com that addresses class just that moment itself yeah this is a much better movie about class than it is about romance <laughs> it is it isn't that it just like looks at it you know it like looks it in the eye and maybe it is kind of like a prop or like a, a vehicle for like the romance itself but I was impressed by how they talked about it and also yeah like talking about how service is like like it takes it takes like a lot from a person to be able to like do that for somebody else and like not everyone has has like the gumption or like wherewithal to do it you know it's like it's like very easy to be served but not easy to serve yeah Uh, absolutely yeah. 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 I mean, anybody, anybody who's worked in customer service or food yeah. service, which I have, like, it's, yeah, it takes a special kind of person to be able to take the kind of like nonsense <laughs> that people bring to you. Yeah. And not, compl- and not fucking lose it all the time. Yeah. Like, I right. think about the term emotional labor and how it was originally used to talk about that feeling of being forced to smile, being forced to be emotionally available at work when you're serving the public Mm. and then like being drained. Mm. And obviously because of the internet and how it works now, like people just use that word randomly and it doesn't mean anything anymore. But yeah, I I mean, no, but Bronwyn, but Bronwyn, it is emotional labor when, when, you tell me how you are feeling and I have to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it's emotional labor. When you text me and I have to text you back. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm emotional labor, you. baby. Yeah. Yeah, like... Oh my God, when somebody says I love you and you have to say uh, I love you back, that's emotional labor. They really labor should ask me. first. Yeah, like, what's my... Back. I have cash app and bill. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this movie really does tackle emotional labor in the sense that you see J Lo work, you see her manage 
just the day-to-day and then she's managing like Natasha Richardson and her little errands and then she's like falling for Mm -hmm. Ray Fiennes she's trying not to lose her job but then you see her like on the phone with her mom telling her mom oh I'm gonna be home later can you wait watch Ty or like dealing with Ty's dad and like it's so hard for her to have energy for all of that when she has to deal with all these rich people all day and I feel like Mm -hmm. like the movie doesn't dwell on that aspect but I do feel like it shows it really well in different moments of like, how do you keep energy for yourself when you have to use so much of it to survive and you have to use so much of the, like the emotional tank? You have to like empty so much of it just to not like scream at an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I'm so stuck on the fact that it's Ray Fiennes that's starring in this because so his weird. brother Joseph was Shakespeare and Shakespeare in love. Like, his brother Joseph was like, that's one of the most, like, popular romantic films of all times. Yeah, they're brothers. And so it was just like, (laughs) why didn't you get the one who literally... You know, it was in an Oscar-nominated movie That would have been more romantic. fun. That would have been, like, yeah. There would have been more theater in it. Yeah, I don't know how much... I don't think they have a lot of chemistry. No. I feel like they're both... No. Okay, I feel like they're both really committed to their characters, but they just feel like they're in different movies when it comes to the actual romance. Like, I feel like Ray Fiennes is really selling the fact that he's obsessed with her. And I think that she likes mm-hmm. that he's obsessed with her because she doesn't get that kind of attention because like her, because Ty's dad is obviously an asshole. So she's like, oh, this guy's really into me and all my friends think I should go on dates with him. So why not? Right. But mm. they don't, when they actually talk to each other, it does feel like different movies. And that's not, yeah. and I don't think that's because of the class so much is just like them as actors. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm. it's like he he has he has romantic energy, but it's like it it has to come from a different place. Like this whole like nice guy politician thing. He's no, no, it doesn't quite work. Like it's better. He's kind of much better when he's like a little tortured, like his like English patient kind of the end of oh, the yeah. affair kind of thing. Not like. Yeah, but but in this this register of romance just doesn't really work well for him. Like he just kind of seems like a guy who's like just met a Latina woman for the first time in his That's life. That's literally he called her Mediterranean. <laughs> oh man, there's so many man, Ray Fines is in so many like actually like great movies for him, like in terms of like a good movie for him. This is a J Lo movie. This mm. is not a Ray Fines movie. <laughs> I think is the best way to put it. Yeah, it's not. Who do you think Joseph would have been better, or like who would have been better? I think that Joseph would have been better. I do. Yeah, because Joseph has more playful energy, and I think that J Lo yeah, kind of needs so that. Yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to did. Joseph wherever he's at. She does. We know what she needs. Oh wait, jo- Joseph. Joseph <laughs> has been on Handmaid's Tale for like years now, right? That's where he's been. I was he like, where's he been? Yeah. I don't yeah, he's been a show. creep on Handmaid's Tale for a yeah. while. No. Yeah. No, thank you. I watched yeah. the first season and then I was like, I'm out. Do you watch that show, Brandon? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first season was the only one that was that really based good. on the book. Yeah. Yeah. Was just like, I was like, fine. I think I, I know what happened. I got it. And also, yeah. this is like torture porn. It feel- I mean, that's my opinion. I'm not trying to downplay anyone right. else's like good experience with it. I just, I, I didn't mm-hmm. have the... I didn't have the emotional stamina for it. You know what's funny is that there there is a Handmaid's Tale movie what? starring Natasha Richardson. I've never seen it. 
Yeah, I've is. never seen it. I've heard it's not very good, what? but it exists. Like, I yeah, love her, it but it's really hard to imagine. <laughs> Damn. And, and does she play? She plays the main is... character. She plays the Elizabeth that Moss role. Bad. Yeah. She does I've not. Heard it's bad. I'm like, I cannot imagine her being that role. Seems like a like, bad idea. She just doesn't look like, like, it just. She's too rich. Like exactly, you know, it just doesn't work. Sometimes like someone is simply too rich. Yeah, she she just looks so like yeah. She looks like she, yeah. She looks very like yeah. red. <laughs> like, oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she went to finishing school. Oh, she definitely did. Like I don't even have to check. She went to finishing right. school. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. I forget that people went to finishing school, that that's a real thing that exists. I think it still exists. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also a thing about this movie that we didn't mention was, and this is like, I hadn't seen the movie, but I remembered the trailers and the trailers had that song. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Which which doesn't really (laughs) belong in this movie at all, really. Because it's not the- I was cracking I was cracking up at mm. that playing during the credits. I was like Diana Ross playing I'm coming out at the end of Made of Manhattan. Yeah. There is so much here. Well, because it's like it's it would be a thing if it was like she was transformed. But J Lo was already J Lo is still basically herself in the end. She just has she has a man and she has more opportunity. But she doesn't actually changed like i feel like i'm coming out as like oh my god like you're like that's like a real a real upgrade happened like you got your veneers you're coming out like yeah <laughs> but she didn't change this is her i know it's confusing the, the gala scene i feel like the gala scene was supposed to be like the ball like the cinderella ball scene and like she turns into a pumpkin at midnight but i still i don't i don't really understand like why she had to go <laughs> like they're like you have to go and tell him that it's over but like would it wouldn't it make more sense just to not go at all if you really yeah wanna... <laughs> it would have made more sense go through with this it's like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the whole met gala scene where it's like oh you know her co-workers like you're gonna lose your job so you got to go end it with this guy and then they're all like helping her get an outfit. Yeah. And it's very yeah, it's very Cinderella. It's like her friends are all like the birds, like preparing the dress. You know, like it's very like right, the oh, little we're all flitting around. Yeah. We've got you. You must go. But then it's way mm-hmm. more of a scene for her to go to the Met Gala. And of course Natasha Richardson sees her there and is kind of like, Do I know you? And it's that whole thing of like, I've never seen you dress fancy. <laughs> Do I recognize you? I was like Right. I understand that maybe it would take you a minute to connect who it was because you're not expecting to see her, but like she still looks like herself. No, but she looks completely different because she put on she put on different clothes. That means that she's a different person. Yeah, it's like it's like Natasha (laughs) Richardson could not conceive of Jennifer Lopez's character there, so she's just like absolutely not. But yeah, that whole scene is weird because she's supposed to go break it off, but then Ray's like. Well, you shouldn't have worn this dress and then, and then like, they fuck yeah. <laughs> i know i was kind of i was kind of like ooh. <laughs> I, I did think that was kind of a hot moment that like was I, the one where i was like ooh. yeah like i know like the chemistry yeah. is kind of off and on when it comes to them together but i do feel like he was really bringing the bedroom eyes there and oh he was she yeah. was she was picking up on it i felt like mm. that was a good moment yeah 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 i agree i think it was a good moment yeah I wanted more of that. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we, okay, so normally we tell people, like, to watch something else. What do we say with this? I mean, this is Made in Manhattan. I kind of assume our listeners have 
seen it before, right? Yeah, I mean, I would assume so. So I don't know what would be a film. <laughs> like, I was like, I almost just want to Google movies about maids. <laughs> What's like another like Cinderella movie? I mean, well, we covered the, you know, 1997 Cinderella with Whitney Houston and Brandy recently. So we told everyone to watch that. So oh, I always think that's always a great option. Yeah. You know, Ever After is yeah, always, always a great option. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ever mm-hmm. After, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You would think that there'd be more movies about this. You know, like, I mean, like, I mean, they're more like Cinderella like movies, but yeah. specifically like a maid, like having a glow up, like you would think that that would be more of a thing, but it's not really. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it's not hmm. like a really worn down trope in the rom-com genre, because it feels like it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, I would just suggest another Wayne Wang movie. I would just say... Go watch Last Holiday. Yeah, Last Holiday is great. Does, it, and it does have like Cinderella Ooh. vibes because it's like, oh, she's gonna, because it's like Queen Latifah, she's gonna die. So she's just like, okay, well, then it's time to, it's time to do everything that I die? need to do. That's why, that's why it's called Last Holiday because she, she finds out that she's going to die. Oh my God. And so she's like, I gotta do everything that I need to do. And then she's like, she's wearing a beautiful oh. red dress and it's, it's so good. Like everybody should watch last holiday. So yes, that's, that's my suggestion. I want to watch that. Yeah, It's good. LL Cool J is her love interest and he's like really sweet in it. I love LL Cool J. Yeah. More like love, love Cool J. I'm Lo- so sorry. Tell me now. No, it's true though. <laughs> the ladies do love. Ladies love. Ladies love, ladies love Cool J. Thank you for saving yeah. that, Melissa. I really, I needed some help there. I was struggling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Melissa, tell the fans where they can find you and your work. But you can find me on the internet at L O Melissa E L L O Melissa. I'm taking a Twitter break because I'm writing a book and it's a rough draft is due in two months. So I'm having a mental breakdown offline. (laughs) And you can find my book, Dreaming of You, which is a a novel in verse about bringing Selena back to life through a seance. And you can get that anywhere books are sold. And yeah. And I have a podcast called Say More with Olivia Gatwood that we've had Jordan on. Yeah. Fabulous. Our theme song is done by Clutch Douglas. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. You can follow us on Twitter at Bad Romance Pod. Give us some reviews. Give us some reviews on Spotify. I want some more five-star reviews on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts because... Hell yeah. We deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. We love love. You do. And we love love from you. And, you know, if you want to leave, like, a cute little note, you can. But, you know... Please, please, please stay hydrated. Yes, drink water, be nice to yourself, log off when you need to, and, you know, enjoy all the weird little walks outside and your little moments that you need. Yes, yes, please do. Yeah. So, I am Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Melissa Lozada Oliva. Bye. 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 Let's dump this drug.